The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. Yes, it is, Big Poppy. It's our city. And it's our podcast here, the Boston Podcast at pod617.com. Thank you for joining us, where we tell the stories of your city. And as a great man once said, There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Happy, I was going to say happy Friday because we're recording this on a Friday, but you might be listening on a Thursday or Wednesday or whatever. Or or you know, then again, by coincidence, it might actually be Friday. So happy everything, people. I have an awesome uh, guest today here in the studio, and it's... Uh, my friend, Lewis Carton, sweet Lou. <laughs> Say hello to the your adoring public there, Lou. Hello, everyone. And come a little closer to Dave, the Dave, thanks so much for having me on. There you go. There you go. Now you got your like game show vibe on. Oh, I do. I feel like uh, we're, we're in the Seinfeld episode where they have the uh, Mike Douglas set. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Merv Griffin. Oh, I'm sorry, was, Merv Griffin. That, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, right when it uh, was Merv Griffin, my Elaine Bennis, everyone, <laughs> Elaine Bennis, yes, yes, um, and that's how it ended. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I gotta say, if I found the old Merv Griff- Griffin set in a dumpster behind my apartment, I would take it too and put it in my apartment. Why would you not? It's, are there, are there people that wouldn't? You know, <laughs> no, that was that was Seinfeld, right? Probably at its at its peak, but. If you if you're in, it's an iconic show. There's only so much you can say about um, uh, criticism of of the show, but it did get sort of formulaic at one point where, like, every you had four plots running through each episode. Each character was yes. doing something, and with Jerry, it was usually a woman. With George, it was usually at work. With Elaine, it was either worker or, or a guy, I guess. And then Kramer is always just something crazy. Like yes. like uh, I'm putting butter. I'm putting butter on my body to uh, to for the purposes of tanning, you know. Or I just uh, grabbed the Merv Griffin. Or I'm putting a hot tub in my uh, apartment. I was just waiting for him to do something like. And today I'm eating cardboard. It's delicious, Jerry. It's delicious. I mean, yeah, it did. But, it did get that way. And then unfortunately, they ended with probably one of the worst endings of any great TV show of all time. Yes, agreed. You know what? I was just thinking about that. Um, why was it bad, in your opinion? I think, well, more than formulaic, it actually was just so overly contrived. Yeah. It was almost forced. Uh, it was almost a parody on the show. Yes, I mean the fact they took them out of a courtroom and the judge's name was what was the judge Vandalay? But the judge Art was Vandalay. Yeah, Art Vandalay from Vandalay Industries. Right. And I yeah, mean, it was kind of meta. You're right. It was kind of. Uh, it really was. Yeah, and it was forced from the beginning. You knew there was something wrong. It's almost like. Um, if you, to draw a comparison to sports, when you're watching the Patriots, you know, we're spoiled here. We're going to get to that later in the show, by the way. But um, it's uh, you, a couple of those Super Bowls, like the Giant Super Bowls, you could tell something was wrong early. Like Brady didn't look like himself, right. or this isn't the way we usually approach the game. And in that episode of Seinfeld, from the beginning, when they are in some Massachusetts, uh, like Western Mass town, it was supposed to be. It was fictional, but and uh, big fat guy named uh, John Panette, who's a comedian, um, right. 
uh, plays. It's probably Hadley, by the way. What do you mean, Hadley? Hadley Mast. Oh, Hadley Mast. Yeah, yes. it did resemble Hadley. It was called Not much happens in Hadley, but I no. think that was ha- it was Hadley. <laughs> okay. And he's getting mugged. So the first weird thing was nobody gets mugged in Western Mass. It, it, no. It just, right. And so then the four uh, protagonists are sitting there watching and saying, and, and they're being their self-absorbed self. Right. But- in every other episode of Seinfeld, like, yeah, you knew they were self-absorbed and narcissistic, but they they weren't, like, so outward about it. Like, they're looking at the fat guy getting mugged and going, oh, it's a good thing he's getting mugged. He'll have less money to buy food, so he'll lose some weight. Ha, 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 ha. And then Jerry's going, oh, that's a real shame. And so it's set up right away. Yeah, it, did, it didn't feel right. Yeah, it was very it was very contrived. Yeah. Did I mean, I don't think Brady getting a safety in the Super Bowl was quite as... Contrived. Wasn't that the first play of the 2011 yeah. Super Bowl? Does it anyone was, remember that Super Bowl? I don't think anyone really remember. That's the one that the 2007 da- was painful. Oh, no. No, no, that was, that was David Tyree, but yeah. I mean, nobody really remembers, unless you're a Giant fan, really remembers the 2011 Super Bowl. Yeah, no, the guy, there was one great catch that was, but it wasn't near as bad as like the Tyree one. What, Winningham, Willingham, what the guy, uh, Manningham? Manningham. Yes. Caught a pass on the sidelines that was like unlikely, but it wasn't near as likely as Tyree. So yeah, there wasn't really a defining moment of that game, but you're right, it was a safety it was intentional grounding he threw right. from the end zone. Right. And that, that's a great example. That's, that's what one I was, of, By the way, that's one of my top three favorite um, ways of getting a safety. <laughs> what, are the other, what, are the, what are the other ways? I don't know. Oh, I you mean, know. I know. What's he tackled in the end oh, zone? See, I called your bluff. Oh, oh, running out of the back of the end zone is the punter? Yeah, that's a good I, one. I love that. That's like a favorite safety of mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the, the – Bill Belichick, the architect of one of the great intentional – Safeties in history in in Denver that game when yes. he had the 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 uh, guy you know chucked the ball the the long snapper snapped it and snapped it off the goalpost it was yes. just coincident it hit the goalpost but everyone was freaking out like Bill Belichick's a genius why do you have him snap it off the goalpost and like no 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 it's just it was an intentional safety the Patriots eventually won the game um, so good stuff so I didn't mention that Lou in addition to being um, a wonderful and charming and funny guy as as has been demonstrated. Already and how he enjoys a nice. Um, what do you got going there? Ice, ice coffee. Large Dunkey's ice coffee. Large Dunkin'. It's now called Dunkin'. There is no more Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, that's right. It's really strange, but you can still get donuts there. Yeah. Well, see what people from outside of New England don't understand is this actually, in a way, does make sense because you don't go there for the donuts. Well, at least when you're a kid, you might. Like when I was ten years old, there was nothing better than going and getting two oh. two donuts, right? Uh, or or more. But it was always a treat. But everyone goes for the coffee, and you're enjoying a nice iced coffee. For di- did you, so, it, do you switch over from hot to cold? Are you cold year round? Oh no! If there's co- a blizzard, I go through the drive-through and I get iced coffee all the time. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's scientific. <laughs> what well, is? I mean, I, ice drinks break the blood break. So hard to say. Yeah. The blood brain barrier much faster. It's a proven it's a proven fact. So hot drinks take longer to get into your brain. So it's basically all about the drugs. It's nothing <laughs> to do with the taste or anything like that. I just want the caffeine in my brain. And you want it quicker. Immediately. You want it quick- oh, quicker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want it. it. Yeah. I mean, so when you drink iced coffee, by the time you leave the drive-through, you're already getting that caffeine <laughs> rush. And it feels good. You're hot. You got to wait three, four minutes. It takes some time. It's not so great. But no, I am a year-round iced coffee drinker. used to drink just black, and then my brother introduced me to all this other chazerai that you can put in it, and now it's like right. I drink it with you know, cream and yeah, Splenda. Yeah, stuff that's good for that's you. That's why yeah. I'm so thin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a tip today on a different uh, podcast that was a sleep expert on, and he said, and I took note of this because 
everyone's my schedule's kind of weird here, and every once in a while I'll find myself like getting up early to do something, and then going back home and actually catching a nap before I come back in to record a podcast in the evening. And this guy said, if you're going to take a nap, first off, you want to guess what the optimal amount of time for a nap is. It provided it, it is just that, a nap. It's a break in the middle of the day meant to refresh you, not meant to drag you down. Right? Oh, okay. I was going to give you the wise-ass answer, but I was going to say 10 hours. 20 hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 10 hours, 20 hours. But no, I would say, uh, you know, I've heard about the power nap, which I right. think is very... Flimsy. Yuppified, but I yeah. think, uh, is that still a term? Yuppified? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, 20 minutes. That's, that's, uh, we're going to give you a, a ding for that one because you're, you're only off by, uh, 20 minutes might be the answer. It was 20 to 25. And so he said, once you go beyond 25, you start to hit a different cycle, a cycle that'll take you into a deeper sleep, and then Ram. you wake up groggy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had all these different levels for Post it. Post ram. But what he said was, if you're going to take a nap, brew some coffee, take, he said, six ounces of black coffee, don't put anything in it. And what he said was, you'll appreciate this because you're a chug coffee guy. He said, put a couple of ice cubes in there, get it cold, and then just chug it down. And then take your nap. And so by the time you get done with your 20 to 25-minute nap, the caffeine will kick in and you'll feel refreshed because you took the nap and because you got some little caffeine going. And this guy's like a that. sleep expert? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are certain subjects you got to wonder how people become experts in. <laughs> True. Like, did, did you ever yeah. watch A Thousand Ways to Die, which um, it was so. this TV show that was basically it was a terrible television show mm-hmm. that was basically each episode, which you knew they were going to run out after about – thousand episodes but yeah. basically we talk about a different way that someone died okay and they would I always have, have heard of this they thing. would always have an expert of course I would watch it and Dave knows I, I have kids and I would watch it with my kids when they were like five and six and then my wife would yell at me and tell me what a <laughs> horrible father I am and between this yeah. and criminal minds I was destroying my kids but right. anyway they're somewhat normal so it's, it's okay but so <laughs> they're wonderful they would always have an expert on about how right. someone died yeah and then some and this is going to get pretty bad but some Guy died from huffing poop. Oh, Lord. Yes. So they had on an expert. And he was an expert. What a horrible way to die. <laughs> oh, it, well, they're all horrible ways to die. Yeah, some guys, I mean, there's actually worse. People doing like um, home liposuction and basically sucking all their organs out and things like that. So oh. it's, yeah, there's a lot. You got to watch You got to watch the show. Okay. I don't think it ever made it to 1,000 because I don't know that the ratings were super high. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, um, so they had an expert because this guy – Huffed poop and died. So, of course, they have to bring on the expert at the end who explains why it's a bad idea to huff poop. Right. And uh, he, he was called a uh, jankologist. Right. Which, which is? Jankum is poop. Oh, And good so Lord. he was a jankologist. Okay. So, to this day, I want to know how you become certified as a jankologist. And I also now want to be known how you become a sleep expert. <laughs> That's... I mean, I could be a sleep expert. I'm very good at it. Well, the, the sleep expert presumably, presumably is a doctor who kind of had oh, uh, fine. maybe a pediatrician who like Dr. Ferber, the horrible guy who told us all to let our kids cry until they fall asleep. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, I know it works. But Did you meet Dr. Ferber? No, I never did. I had a friend who met him. But. You know Noah, right? My middle my Of middle course. Son. Wonderful Noah. Yeah. Noah was like the world's worst sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, he would just like constantly coming into our room and getting up and coming back. So we actually went to the real Dr. Ferber. Mm-hmm. And this was nothing fancy. It was covered by our insurance. It wasn't trying to be a, an elitist a, of a big from shot. Sharon. Right. And, um, but he, uh, we actually met with Dr. Ferber. And, you know, we'd already read his book about Ferberizing your kids, which right. sounds horrible. Yep. Um, and he's, first of all, he has no idea how to relate to children. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I've heard. No bedside manner. None. And, yeah. and then he looks across from Noah. Yep. And he says, Noah, you and I are going to make a deal. And Noah's like three years old. Right. And as soon as we let, and he says, you're going to stay in your bed and you're going to let your parent, and I'm, and as soon as I left, I said to my wife, I said, Noah just basically with his eyes told the guy to go fuck himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no, there's no way. Yeah. Anyway. So it didn't really work? No. Oh, okay. Not so much. But I did yeah. get to meet Dr. Ferber. Yeah. I remember Brian McCrory from the Globe wrote a column about meeting Dr. Ferber. This is going back like probably twenty years or something, but and he the the he explained it tactfully. But the upshot of the column was this guy is so freaking boring and dry that no wonder why he puts people to sleep. <laughs> hey, whatever whatever works. Yeah, yeah. Do and, you have any shows or anything that you that help you to fall asleep? Um, my go-to shows. I tend not to fall asleep. Uh, I, I've done something that people. What I think be good advice is I've, I've removed the TV from the bedroom. That's not exactly true. It's still in the bedroom. It's just unplugged. And so, and so I do all my TV watching in the living room. So That's it, very it, healthy. It, it's supposed to that, – that, it does work, I, I, but, um, but I do get sleepy. I don't know. Yeah, if I had to pick, I'd say my current sort of uh, casual binge, like background binge, is Modern Family. Um, yeah. Because you can check in and check out and get a few laughs and everything. So how about yourself? Well, if I really want to fall asleep, and this is actually a problem in my marriage, is yeah. I like um, forensic files, you know, on headline <laughs> on HLN or headline news. Yeah, and it's the guy's voice is just incredible. I think it's like we're just tuned into each other. It's almost like altered states, like when mm. when you go into that tub and you start. Go, his voice just puts me to sleep. Yeah. It's, but the problem is he's talking about things like you know bludgeonings, and so it's it really doesn't do Carolyn any justice. So. Yeah. Actually, last night when she turned the TV on, she saw that HLN was on, and she had been away on a business trip all week. And she says, "See, I, I, I see that you were doing your best to fall asleep." Yeah. So, <laughs> um, some people will fall asleep to podcasts, but, and then I hear the same thing from many people. If you do that, you've got it on your headphones. You inevitably will have a dream about the people you're listening to. Oh, so, sure. So, like, I, I fell asleep once. Uh, I was actually poolside on vacation, so I was very relaxed listening to Adam Carolla talk to some car expert. And in my dream, I'm like intently like listening to them because they're telling me stuff I need to do in order for my car to run properly in my dream. And I'm getting really confused. And then and then because they're talking about all these gauges and things I know nothing about. It was a very frustrating dream. So um, be careful. If you're listening to this podcast and about to fall asleep. How dare you, first of all? How <laughs> dare yeah, you? Exactly right. Hi, doctor. My brother here is pretty sick. What's the problem, young man? Help. I need somebody. Okay, so what hurts? Well, woke up, got out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. Uh, right. Then what happened? Y you got that something. I think you'll understand. Is he talking solely in Beatles lyrics? That's right, Doc. It's getting better all the time. It's not, Doc. Ever since he started listening to Get Back to the Beatles with Chachi Lepret, it's Beatles 24-7. Ah, uh, look at all the lonely people. Get Back to the Beatles? Yes, it's a podcast on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It took me so long to find out, but I found out. Please stop singing Ticket to Ride. Uh, that was actually from Day Tripper. You too, Doc? Gotta admit, I can't wait to log on to pod617.com to hear Back to the Beatles with Chachi Lepret. I give up. Goodbye. Uh, you say goodbye. I say hello. 
so we've gotten this far in the podcast. I still haven't mentioned what Lou does and why he's such a big shot because you keep taking me away. I'm you, not a big shot. Take, so I play one on TV. Lou is the um, uh, owner of the Diamond Guild. He's a gem guy. So we, which we, which might uh, require a whole other podcast for you to tell us about the jewelry industry. But you've you've been doing this for your entire career. I mean, entire life. Entire, entire life. life. Born in, born into the jewelry industry. Um, right. My dad was a retailer. Mm-hmm. Um, grew our family business, Cartons Jewelers, to 20 stores. Um, actually, he grew up to 16, and unfortunately, I lost my dad very young. He was 52. Mm-hmm. And then my brother, my sister, and I grew it to 20 stores and sold to Zale Corporation, which is still around yeah. um, in the mid-90s. And I stayed in the business. I still do. My main business that I'm Involved in is consulting, but uh, we also have the retail store because. Uh, so you consult. See, I don't know this. You consult to whom? Uh, to large diamond companies. Okay. Uh, if you, um, essentially, when I had an opportunity when um, De Beers, who's the big diamond syndicate, mm-hmm. um, decided to make diamond companies turn them into jewelry companies, they had no idea. I mean, you would think that's an easy transition, right. but it's basically like trying to tell Shell Oil how to operate a gas station. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's just, it, there's, there was much more incongruity. One is a commodity, one is you know, a fashion product. So I helped to transition a couple large firms from India um, into that. And oh, cool. that's, yeah, then I've done that. I've done some real estate consulting, but I, yeah, I own a company called Guild Consulting. I see, okay. And uh, if any of you have any major jewelry problems out there, I'm more than willing to help. Oh, nice, but, nice. Um, no, it's it's and uh, the retail. You still have the retail store, the Diamond Gold, which is in Legacy Place. Yeah, right? in yep. Dedham, okay. and uh, yeah, we have a great team mm-hmm. there, and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, still a lot of fun. And uh, brides-to-be come in and, and grooms-to-be come in, and you do your best not to talk them out of getting married. You mentioned that to me before. I did not mention talk them out of getting married. I mentioned <laughs> I did not mention that, Carolyn. Uh, <laughs> what I said was, what I said was. Yes, what you said was. What I said was is that it is a good, that we are sort of the first line of defense against yep. bad marriages. Right. And. There are times when you wish that you could warn couple because you see them <laughs> together. It used to be the guy would come in by himself and you just thought this woman walked on water because he would say she's wonderful. And she'd yeah. show, show you the picture, which was incredibly retouched. And he'd show you the picture of the girl and he'd talk about her and how in love he is and whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I have to marry her or et cetera, et cetera. I'm going off to war. But whatever the reason was. and then But now couples come in together because the girl does not want the guy to screw up the ring yeah. and the guy is afraid to screw up the ring. Right. So now they come in. And it, it, it's some used to, but now it's like, I don't know the percentages and all my diet industry friends will say I'm wrong, but I bet it's 80% now coming together. Right. And you can just tell. <laughs> Most are happy, right? Sure. Most are happy and sure. joyful and they're having such a good time. Sure. Well, but- yeah, because at the engagement point, bride has not turned into bridezilla yet. Right. Um, and this is not being sexist because the grooms can get pretty wacky too. Right. But the bride um, and the groom, you know, generally, yeah, there's a lot of harmony. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they're in love. They're looking in each other's eyes. They have no mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. And then, but once in a while, you see couples that just have an edge to them. Yeah. And it's not like a sexy edge. It's like a bad edge. <laughs> you know, it's like, what you know, sometimes there's an edge and you're like, boy, but that's a wonderful couple. Right. But, right, but right, then right. you but then you get into a couple that like they start fighting over the ring and she said, "Remember what before we came in and you said I could have a two carat, now you're only saying I can have a one carat." Yeah. And, yeah. So that's, that's a wound that's not going to no, heal it just, overnight. Yeah. Right? yeah, no, or the girl brings in her entire family with her oh, to buy the engagement ring and you're like you look at the guy and you're like you 
poor bastard. Poor bastard. Yeah, yeah, just get out now. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a sequel to the movie Get Out. Sounds like a horror movie. Horror movie in the making. Oh, Bridezilla would be a great horror movie. Yeah, well, they've they've well, oh, as a horror movie, as a literal horror movie, not because they've, ho- they've made the Broadzilla movies, I guess. Right, they made right? Bridesmaid like, and all that stuff, but right. actually, I mean, it it is interesting what an, an incredibly normal person can become preparing for a wedding because it is culturally the amount of pressure that's on people today. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's amazing to have this. Yeah, and it's it's five hours. And, uh, you know, that's why we say spend the money on the ring yep. and on the wedding band because it's going to last a lot longer that's than – a good – It's going to last a lot longer than the wedding card. and probably the marriage. No, the wedding and, yeah. you know, so it's <laughs> – Hopefully yeah. longer than the marriage. <laughs> right. Uh, the, hopefully the marriage lasts longer. Um, we're going to get to some other fun stuff with Lou. We're going to talk about why we both hate getting old. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. We're going to talk about what the uh, recent Bruins uh, ascension to the Stanley Cup Finals means for the city of Boston. Although we're not going to talk about hockey because Lou and I are not hockey guys. So the red line. That's the, it, Dave. That's all I got. Isn't the there line. a blue line? There's a blue line, and then there's icing, the which line? I always think is something that goes on top of a cupcake. <laughs> but apparently, that's something you're not supposed to do. Are you supposed to do it or not supposed to do it in hockey? Oh, I think you're not supposed to do it. Okay, so icing is bad. Yeah. Well, icing is is not. It, it's it's like an offsides penalty. No, but they have offsides as well. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. It's it's uh, we're not hockey guys, What's but we're the, still going to talk about. Why that. do they talk about the crease a lot? I don't the, really understand the, what that is. <laughs> and the five hole. The crease and yeah, the five what is, hole. What is, yeah, what is the five hole? The five hole is... I be- missed that class. It's between... <laughs> it's, be- <laughs> it's between your legs. And if you... You're not, you have to describe that carefully because you're talking about a hole between oh, your legs. Oh, is that the five hole? The That's five the five hole. hole. So yeah. he shot it between the five hole would be like if he d- the goalie doesn't get his pads down in time. Right. So the five hole. That's right. And there's something I think everyone would admit kind of embarrassing about the ball, go- the puck going in the five hole. Every once in a while, it'll go between a. I mean, in baseball, it's the ultimate indignity, right? Hello, Bill Buckner, right? That was that went in his five hole. That did. Yeah, not I'm under, getting uncomfortable. Did it go under his five hole, or did it actually go in? No, his it's life? through the the whole. It's through so the that hole. triangular space yes. underneath you is actually considered That's to the be five the five hole. hole. So it's a yeah, triangular. Okay, because there are there are four others. I mean, like I said, I'm not a hockey guy, but even uh, I can figure it out, right? So there's there's if you've got your arms extended, there's the hole like to the right and the left of your pads, right? What's that one? What number is that? I don't know how. (laughs) That's like asking me what a a two seven split is in in bowling, and you're not going to. No, what I'm getting at, Dave, is which one is the two hole? (laughs) Is there actually? Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, there yeah. is a two hole. So I think. he said he he basically shot it in his two hole. Yes, I get you. <laughs> That's a terrible sport. Uh, this is going south quickly. Let me so let oh, go ahead, Lou. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, go ahead. What I want to know is, and this yeah. is, I'm going to keep this very clean. There's no more two holes involved. Not that there's anything no, about care. two holes. It's, a, it's no, a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Um, what? It, why would a good goalie stand on his head? <laughs> That's a good one. Because I, I, yeah. I I watch about he 20 minutes of hockey a year. Yeah. I've never seen a goalie standing on his head. I've read about a goalie standing on his head, but to me, it seems like he would be letting up more space under him when he's standing on his head. It turns out they don't literally stand on their head. It turns out oh. that that's an expression, which means they 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 were able to contort their body in crazy ways. I I, I think that's where the uh, the expression comes from. But I heard I heard somebody make a good point recently. When someone shoots a three pointer in um, basketball, they say, "Well, he shot that one from." What do they say? He shot that one from way downtown. Downtown, right? And somebody said, "Downtown 
is where the action is. Oh, it is downtown. Right. So right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I sang. Downtown. First right. Time exactly. Since my bar mitzvah. So that's where all the the downtown is where all the hubbub and the activity mm. is. Downtown should be in the in the what we call the paint, right? In the paint. That should and it should be. He shot it from uptown. Wow, he shot that from uptown. uptown. Yeah. Uptown. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or yeah. No, I I agree with you. I think that that would be. You remember what Larry Bird used to say about the three pointer that you should actually get more points for scoring closer to the basket because it was harder. Yeah. And that's never been more true now. Don't get me started on the three-point shot. It's oh, yeah. Pretty much, it's, it was fun for a while. It had a good run. We need to change it now because, like, you've got a generation of kids just chucking things up from way the, the hell back there. And Did it, you ever have any personal kids. experiences with um, I never kids um, shooting up three-pointers? Yes. Your sons Not your among son. them. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually talking about either of our sons. Oh, okay. Yes, but what uh, we do know is that it's very hard for a kid who's four and eleven to get a rebound off of a three pointer. Yeah, I did learn that. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's it's true. No, but yeah, are... you've you've got certain youth basketball teams where kids, like people, should do the math because like I, there were a couple games. So Lou and I, our, our sons, played together for for years, many years, in youth basketball, um, and there were certain. Uh, we were guilty of it. Our teams uh, sometimes, like you, if you really did the math at the end of the game, the kids would be like, you know. Two for thirty from three point land, and that that that's not good basketball. <laughs> but that's yeah. what makes kids basketball great, though, is you get to use math, yeah, right. and you can use geometry when they're like really in third grade when they all try to get when they try to shoot directly from under the basket and throw the ball straight yes. up in the air, <laughs> and you can show them this is a cone and this is a ball. Please explain how you think the ball could go in. Well, Larry Bird did throw it over the basket, over the uh, backboard. Yeah, def- defying. I don't physics. know if anyone's ever seen Sharon Youth wreck basketball, but there's Larry Bird's not walking through that door. That's the true. Great Rick Pitino once said. That's true. My a- apropos of mostly nothing, I did see my son um, chuck a ball, and I have it on on a kind of a grainy video. It looks like the Zapruder film for some reason, but he. Um, uh, it was probably seventh grade, something like that. Anyway, he was playing on some random team, and it, I think it was the end of the half. And the my son was on defense, and the other team chucks up a, a shot and misses. And Griffin comes down with the rebound, just about as the buzzer is sounding at the end of the half, and like just sort of for, as a gesture of just kind of kicks and giggles, he he turns. He he's he's not even at the free throw line. He's like between the free throw line and and the opposing team's basket. He chucks at the length of the court, and it and it's the ball swishes through the oh basket. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was it was like a I don't know how long is a basketball court? Sixty feet? Ninety three feet? Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> It's uh, it's approximately ninety feet. It is approximately ninety three. No, it's ninety three feet. Okay, so this was like eighty feet. He chucked it and. And it, the, the, everyone's reaction was funny because I think everyone in the gym knew it didn't count. Like, it was after the buzzer. But still. <laughs> why, why are you bragging then? <laughs> because my boy is perfect. No, and, he, oh, your boy, can I tell you something? Yes. His boy is pretty amazing, actually. He's a great kid. My, my twins have learned to lean on mm-hmm. Dave's son for things like scheduling they cheat math, off of homework. His, they cheat off of his paper, don't they? No, they don't. No, they don't, they don't they cheat don't off his They gain yeah. inspiration. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, your sons have been an amazing influence on mine as well. They they have a real nice friendship, and and Lou they has do. Lou has Lou has uh, twin sons. One of which uh, just coincidentally named Jared. Right. Yes. Back to the jewelry industry. <laughs> yes. Um, In fact, 
not to get real off track, but whenever yeah. I, I like to use my, I don't have Siri anymore, I now have whatever that's called, yep. and I say, call Jared, and for some reason it doesn't pick up the word Jared, and it gives me Jared stores oh. listed in my area. And oh, I just God. Wanna, I just want to lose my mind. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I forget where we were. It doesn't matter. But uh, I, I te- have a son coincidentally named Jared. You're going to talk about yeah. my kid. I'm not getting you off trap. No, your kids are awesome. But I think we've I think we buttoned that up, right? They, yes, no, we I was have. your s- kids are all, your kids are awesome too. No, they they uh, well, and your kids. Um, I bumped into uh, one. I can't tell your kids apart. I mean, they're twins after all. But I forget. Just who, say Jaren. Because J- they're Jared and Aaron. Just say Jaren. <laughs> That's what I do late at night when they come in the room. So uh, we don't need to get into this. But are are you? Um, prepared for them to go to different colleges when that rolls? They're juniors now, but when that rolls around, are they prepared to go to different colleges? Do we know this? It's Do you not big, want to talk it, about this? No, no, absolutely. It's a <laughs> okay. big, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. And they're going to end up listening to this because, you know, I they don't get to hear me talking without them very often. Okay. Ever, ever unless oh, they nice. bug my phone. So right. um, I think there's a pretty decent chance they will I mean, I just want obviously you want them to be happy. Yeah. Um, I think this they, they like the same type of schools. In fact, right. we did a awesome road trip, mm-hmm. uh, which I highly recommend to any parents because as your kids get older, what I call windshield time becomes mm-hmm. like the most precious time you have with your kids. It's true. It, they're captive audience. Yeah. You know, so they actually talk to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if one <laughs> right. of my kids says, "Let's hop in the car and drive to California," I'd be like, "I'm in." Yeah. Yeah. You know, just. You know, I have I have five kids, and I will tell you, you never get enough time with any of them, even if you have an only child. Yeah. And um, so the twins and I went on a road trip to started at Penn State, so we drove all the way to Happy Valley. Nice. It's very happy there. It is. And then That's we all. drove. Then we went to Pitt, and we went to Maryland, and they really liked all three schools. And there was slight differences. One liked Pitt a little better. One liked Maryland a little better. But overall, That's a lot of driving. Yes. I did a similar trip with Griffin. Well, not not that similar trip with Griffin, but I was we we went to Maryland. We went to uh, well DC and and uh, actually no, we didn't go to Maryland. What am I talking about? I get those states down there mixed up. We went to DC and then we drove to uh, Virginia uh, to see William and Mary. Oh, nice. So yeah, how were they? Which, uh, fantastic. Good. Um, yeah, uh, American and uh, GW. Eh. The second tier, William Mary, first tier, just by comparison. But I don't know if he's going to go to any of these schools. But William and Mary's friggin' beautiful. Oh, I'm um, sure it is. Second oldest uh, school in the nation behind Harvard, I guess. And and so much. They have like three campuses. There's They're like, like the Avis of colleges. Yeah, <laughs> they try harder. Yeah, no, that's Yale. But uh, <laughs> but you know they've got new campus, old campus, and then the third level is ancient campus. Like, oh wow! <laughs> like. Like, you know, President Madison and President Tyler, like, uh, went to – was Madison a president? Yeah, he was sure. a president, yeah, James sure. Madison, Good. number five. That would have been embarrassing. Um, the, they attended William & Mary. Anyway. Not so, number five. I'm sorry. He was not number five. John Quincy uh, Adams was, was number five, right? No. Uh, Nomar Garcia Parra was number five. He was. So, yeah. So, you were saying – You ever think about Nomar's kids? Not to get completely yeah. off track, but his we're kids there. must be great athletes. Yeah. How come we haven't heard from the? Oh, they're probably too little. Did they? Does he? Did they have no, kids? He's been married he and for like, he and me and him got married like in the late nineties. They probably have adult kids. Yeah, Imagine if they suck, come up. <laughs> that would be ironic. Maybe it's like just a bad, like you know how yeah. you have the recessive gene, the suck gene on yeah. both sides, and like they're bad at soccer and baseball. No, it usually. Wor- I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but when two athletes marry, it usually does work out, right? I mean, oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like Yao Ming's parents. You know, they like, they bred <laughs> Yao Ming. They said, the Chinese said like, okay, you're the mom, you're 6'11", and the dad, you're like 7'9", and we're going to breed the two of you. And Wow. 
That's robo giant basketball player. That's actually yeah. true. Yes. Is that true? That's scary. Do you dare enter Monsterland? You may not know that some 50 miles west of Boston sits what may be one of the most diverse and comprehensive paranormal locations in the world. If you listen to the Monsterland podcast, the secrets will be revealed to you. I'm Maddie Blake, actor, TV host, and believer, and I'm fortunate to be co-hosting the show with the author of the book known as Monsterland, Ronnie LeBlanc. Thanks, Maddie. Well, you said it. We're practically next door to the Lemster State Forest, a place that's had decades-long list of strange phenomena, including UFOs, paranormal activity, Bigfoot, strange sightings, occult, and military activity. Absolutely. And Ronnie, on the Monsterland podcast, we'll be joined by a murderer's row of experts from all over the world to finally figure out if these claims belong in the myth or Monsterland files. So make sure you listen, binge, and believe as each chapter of our mysterious journey unfolds. You can find the Monsterland podcast on pod617.com, the mighty pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Join the passionate fans who we're already hearing from. See you soon in Monsterland. Where were we? Uh, Your kids potentially attending different schools. Yes. In a a year from now. I think. Or so. First of all, from our comfort, either way, as long as they're, you know, the schools are right for them. Um, What's interesting is when they each did their lists of schools uh, for with their guidance counselor, I mean, they came out about eighty percent the same. Really? Which was, so I mean, they have similar needs for edu- for what they're looking for from their education, from their mm-hmm. college experience. But we'll we'll see. I think it's a, uh, you know what? No matter what, it's a great, it's an awesome journey, and that's the only advice I have for any parents. Yeah, either way, they'll be great. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna because they have good heads on their shoulders. But it it just I, I can only imagine what it's like for them to imagine life apart from one another. Since that and what I would tell you is something you obviously already know is that you're you, they get along very well as far as I can see anyway. Oh, they do, and that's not true of all twins, right? Right. I mean, that's not. Tr- I, I remember um, my mom pointing something out to me once when you know I must have been like thirteen years old or so, and I'm attending my one of my younger brother's baseball games, and he, so he's like you know nine or something, and there were these twins on the team, and they're the the Lucy brothers, one of whom is uh, a cop in Sharon now. I think. Yeah, he's a, and he coaches wrestling. Is that right? Yeah. Is that Anthony Lucy? I believe. Sorry if I'm getting the, my Lucys incorrect, but anyway, they're both lovely uh, people. But at the time, they're 10 years old, and they were kind of watching the game together, and like one had his arm around the other, and my mom said, look at that. They're friends. They're friends, as if as if most twins aren't. And I don't know if that's true or not, but you, I, I mean, you hear stories, plenty of twins who they just want to get apart from each other, and they want to define themselves, right? Right. Well, I yeah. think part of that's, you know, and part of that's on the parents, too, is making sure that you treat them as individuals, right. like pausing in between their name, the important stuff like that, like mm-hmm. Jared. Aaron, come here. <laughs> Which I'm really bad. At. I just scream twins. And yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And, but we don't dress them alike. And when they were little, right. we used to have Jared wear red, which was helpful. To yeah, people I like you. I lament that you departed from that. And it's one of the things that I, it, if I had to come up with three things that I'm bad at, I would have no problem coming up with them. I could do ten if you would like. But my in my top three would be telling twins apart. 
and my my I don't know why I can't do it. Maybe it's a cousin of my color blindness or something. But I've never been able to. I mean, now granted, you could say, well, duh, they look alike. So how how do you tell them apart? But most people can see little differences. I, I went to uh, college with the Cronenberg brothers. They're both my fraternity brothers and identical twins. And occasionally they would um, wear their hair different, which I appreciated. But when they didn't do that. I would walk up to him, and I was the last name was Cronenberg. I go, "Hey, what's up, Crony?" And 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 meanwhile, I'm saying this, and they're looking at me, and whichever one of them it is know, knows very well that I am saying Crony because I don't know which one I'm talking Perfect. to. It's like Jared, but I hate it because it must be insulting to them. It's like you don't even know what person you're talking to right now. Like I'm not my brother, you know. Well, what's interesting is you hear it over and over again as parents of the boys' friends, including yourself, always know. Oh, never know which is which. Right. I mean, it's getting better now because even though they're identical ones, you know, built bigger and all those things, so it's easy, yeah, becoming easier to tell. Yeah. And Jared has a chin like Jay Leno. Um, <laughs> he's a very handsome young man, but he does have a very pronounced chin. So that's an easy way. But but kids can always tell the difference. And they, in, yeah. in fact, like if a parent says, I can't tell the difference, the kids will look at them and say, say to the parent, they look nothing alike. Look, yeah, which is Be- really weird. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You, you just, you know, the, the parent didn't feel stupid, but it's, I, I don't know why it is, but kids, maybe it's eye level or something, but um, mm-hmm. they, even when they were young, they could always tell them apart. We had to, uh, when they were really little, it was really, really hard to tell them apart. I mean, mm-hmm. we, can look, we look at pictures and you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, we're going to get to a couple things, time permitting. Um Lou, you talk too much, man. Why did I have you on my podcast? That's exactly why I had you on the podcast. That's what we do here. And uh, parentheses and detours are our friend. But for a moment, let me tell you about a podcast you should be listening to that we produce here at pod617.com. It's called Are You Not Entertained? Featuring Eddie Nathanson of Red Pill Talent. All episodes appear on pod617.com. Of course, Eddie talks to some of the best experts in employer branding across the country. This is what he does. He's a consultant. Companies need talent. Ed finds out how to stand out in this crowded field and attract the right people. But he also has a crazy amount of fun. So you got to listen to this show. He blasts you with pop culture from Spider-Man to Seinfeld. Wait, hold on. From Spider-Man to Seinfeld. Thank you. From Tom Brady. All right, come on, Bobby McFerrin. From Tom Brady, football Jesus, to Bobby Brady, from Terminator 2 to Tupac Shakur. You have to spill a little drink for Tupac, uh, you know, one for the homies. Uh, subscribe, share, and consume this delicious pod. Are you not entertained at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network? In pod, we trust. You should listen to that one. You'd think it was funny. I will. I will yeah. definitely listen. He also does rants, so he, do, he, the, he's, he, he goes on these tirades. He calls it uh, Ed's Ed's getting upset. Ed's getting upset. And uh, he, he has ranted against uh, airline travel, uh, Starbucks. Uh, and then people doing posting inane things on social media. It's always enjoying. It's I like I like yeah. a good rant. Yeah, I mean, if you you're think, not a ranty guy, you're, no, you're, I don't. You're, you're not I a bitter rant. guy. You're the opposite of a bitter. Oh guy, no, I I, like, yeah. I'm the happiest guy around. I think. You are, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I would measure my happiness against anyone. Yeah, all right. I would. I'm a very happy fellow. Yeah, size doesn't matter, Lou. No, it um, definitely doesn't. It, yeah. Uh, so we were, we were we promised our audience we would talk about getting old because that's ex- I'm sure that's what they want. I just turned. Fifty. You you just turned forty nine. If I'm not mistaken. Again. No, for, again. For about the fourth time. Congratulations. Um, but you were you. <laughs> what are you? What are the favorite things that you have about getting old? And I'm putting favorite in quotation fingers. You know, you were mentioning to me a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah. I think. Um, well, yesterday I went for a haircut, mm-hmm. um, which 
obviously this is a podcast so you can't see. By the way, I have a great face for radio. Or now I guess <laughs> the modern version of that is I have a great face for a podcast. So you're saying you went to get a haircut. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I like the way you keep that up to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they haven't quite. In fact, it gave me a business idea when I was there. They should have a drive through haircut for guys like me because I do think they could complete it. They I mean, if they can have a drive through wedding, they can have a drive through haircut. Although it would yeah. make a mess. Well, I'm almost there. I've got a little more on no, top. No, you got than a little more do, on top than I but, do. But, but, a lot more, actually. All right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're taking it down. So, anyway, yeah. I'm getting. Yeah, it's great when you go, when you're old and you go for a haircut, you just give the lady a number. Yeah, and that's what, what I do. What's nice is you, you don't have to have a long conversation. You just say two. Yeah. And that's your haircut. <laughs> Mine's, uh, t- uh, when I want it real tight, I do uh, one and a half on top and one on the sides. And, but, but you know, two. Such a pretty boy. <laughs> but you're right. There's something very uh, liberating about that. Because I remember when you, when, you, when you get old enough to, like, drive yourself to the, to the uh, barber for the first time or the hairdresser, wherever you're going. It was always stressful for me because I, I didn't know how to really describe hair when I used to have a lot of hair and, you know, a part here and a part there. And I didn't know what layering meant or anything like that. Yeah. Now it's... Yeah, uh, we grew up in the days of lay- where you lay- where men layered their hair. Right. I used to roll my hair. I had so much hair. It was like... How do you do that? You know, you use one of those round brushes. I had a pick. Oh. My, <laughs> yeah. I, my father sure. used to let me carry a pick and... What, you had a fro? Did you have I had a Jufro gun? I had a full scale Jufro. Nice. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, it was... Uh, I mean, actually, Dr. J um, came to me <laughs> and saw me, and he said, you know, I'm going to let it grow out, yes. um, which was fascinating. But anyway, so I had a pick. Right. It was like one of those ones where the sides fold down. It was really a nice one. Oh, yeah. And my father said, you know, use your pick. You can keep it at school for when you're in the bathroom, but you cannot keep it in your hair. Oh, right. So, of course, as soon as your dad tells you that, what are you going to do? You're going to do that. Yeah, I walked yeah. out with a... Did you really? Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> imagine what I looked like. Anyway, so... But some things that are so going to the barbershop. That's like one of the one of the characters in um, Fat Albert had I think had the pick sticking out of his afro. I want to say, yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't know. That might have been mushmouth. Are we gonna play uh, Buck Buck at the end of this or no? What's is that from that show? Because yes, I, from that uh, show, it's uh, Buck uh, Buck was the game where they would all climb up the wall mm-hmm. and like see how many guys they could pile on top of each other against the wall and be a Buck Buck number. Actually, we're not supposed to talk about Fat Albert anymore. That show yeah, is yeah, politically incorrect. Most of the voices voiced by uh, Bill Cosby, right? Or was yes. it just Fat Albert that was voiced by No, Bill I think Cosby? most of them. Most of them were. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, so that was always the yeah. joke is, is Albert would come last when they played Buck Buck and uh, crush all the other kids. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, anyway, so getting old, getting yes. old at the barbershop. Yeah, you said the so, hair. And so then, basically the, the part where they actually cut your hair takes – about four minutes. Right. I mean, maybe a little bit longer. I think they actually take their time just so they feel like, you know, when you're paying them whatever the- Get your money's worth, 14 yeah. bucks that you use to get a haircut, which if you pay more than that and you have hair like me, you're crazy. Right. Then it's talking about all the places where you grow hair that you're not supposed to grow hair. Yeah. Like your eyebrows have now turned into wires that, you know, yeah. conduct electricity or be used to transmit phone over. It's depressing. The hair on your ears, in your ears, the below ear- your ears- the ears is the worst because, like, you, you got to keep an eye on it because if it gets out of control, you look. I think that's what our, I think our president yeah. grows those. I think that might be what goes over the top of it, his head is the ear hair. That's I why he combs. Like, he combs it the that ridiculous uh, orange mop over it. Yeah, maybe he dyes it. the hair. No, no, no. I think that actually that is the ear hair. The ear hair is what he combs <laughs> over okay. the top. If you let it grow long enough, it could happen. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it. You know, the combing of the ears. The you know the the hairs. 
that just grow. You know, so that's that's I the first place s- where age, where right. it's one of the places where you know age kind of creeps up. On yeah, you. I refuse to buy a nose hair clipper. I just or, or buy whatever those things are. Um, but I will do the thing with the ears. It's uh, you know, and I've thought about like when you say it's so simple, cutting hair like ours. I've thought about like buzzing my own hair at Don't home do it. instead of yeah on the rare occasions i've tried it or just to do a trim you I inevitably screw it up as oh, yeah, little no. hair as i might have I, I still do screw it up no yeah. and i mean look it's going to take two or three days to fix it so you got to be really careful i saw um on the internet a a thing where it was supposed to be a fashion fad i don't think i dreamt this i think I, it, it was actually a thing where women were growing nose hair as a fashion thing. I'm going to look it up logical. right now. Um, and if it's true, then God help us all. Um, we're going to uh, take up, we're calling up an image right now. And uh, no. let's see. Which, which one? No, no that, they can't, they can't we're do looking, it. We're looking. Like uh, just growing them. No, they should not do that. That's really bad. I know. I swear I saw it. Well, oh, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was it's beautiful that people can express themselves. <laughs> ways. And this is just one of Anyway, my... people, don't do it. I saw this. Yeah, photo. don't. Maybe, nose hairs are... I think it might have been a hoax. I mean, nose hairs are meant to be a hoaxy kind of thing. But don't get one yep. of those round nose hair clippers. Right. Because, first of all, I think they're actually vacuums. Right. And they can suck the life out of you. I mean, I got one once stuck and it, the hair didn't cut and it pulls and it's not a good thing. So don't, don't get one. Okay. I got to I got to say I did not expect when I got up this morning I didn't realize I was going to be talking about nose hair but you never know age to, is an interesting the other the other place where you really see your age where you really see your age is on your email and and you're not not right. your work email but your personal email I've yep. had the same AOL account since I think 1992 <laughs> AOL so it actually I think AOL knows how old they must know somehow maybe when I originally signed up I gave them my age right well the emails you start getting the spam emails, which right. the spam is really all I get now in that AOL account, and they can be very fun to read. Um, it, it definitely reminds you on a daily basis that you're getting older. So like um, retired community uh, – reti- uh, uh, I don't even know what it's called. What the hell is uh, our, our, uh, the retired people? ARP, AARP. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. You get that in the mail. You get those in the mail. Commi- yeah, you, get right. that, you get that in the mail, ARP. By the way, um, since you use AOL, Peter Griffin wants to chime in on this uh, subject here. Uh, let's try to start this clip from the beginning. <laughs> and uh, this is, must be from one of the Star Wars parody uh, episodes of Family Guy. Let's take a listen. Come on, wait. I thought you said you were going to stay. Sorry, I can't, but I'll give you my email address. It's hansolo64 at compuserve.com. Com? Yes, compuserve. <laughs> <laughs> that kills me. <laughs> I wonder if anyone uh, still has a CompuServe account, but you still have AOL. I want to see if you I can could, get one yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny if it came back. I still, have, like I still have AOL. Thing. I think it's if you're under fifty and you have AOL, it's a problem. It's a problem. But right. So, so, so you're this, saying email so spam? The, so yeah. this account, yeah, email spam. AARP is nothing compared to what you you okay. get ones for burial insurance. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. that's depressing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually I probably started it the worst. Walk-in tub. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. get the ones for walk-in tub, and yep. this isn't like. This is on a daily basis. I get the ones for the walk-in tub. Yeah, I get so the they're yeah burial insurance. But then walk-in tub get, is basically saying we have a feeling you're not going to be able to walk very soon, <laughs> which is really depressing. I always yeah. wonder about walk-in tubs. Like, what if yeah. you accidentally open it? I know before you've drained the tub. Yeah, and then you flood. And the you whole- think if someone's eighty years old, they. It seems like they could do that easily. I'm sure there's a fail-safe yeah mechanism like they had in the Titanic, which reminds me of the most. Um, 
uh, hard to believe scene in the movie The Shape of Water. Did you see that movie? No. Yeah. So the woman gets it on with this sea creature. It's that's the premise of the movie, and and it it's that actually was delightful. I, I actually <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. It was it was kind of like Splash. In a kind of a more serious version of Splash, Tom, oh, okay. Tom Hanks falls in love with the mermaid. She, this woman, falls in love with this sea creature, and like the rest of the the scientific community is freaking out about the sea creature, just like Eugene Levy was freaking out about the mermaid. Anyway, but there's one scene where she wants to get that it. That was on. Eugene Levy. I forgot about. Oh that. Yeah. yeah, what a week I'm having. That was a great role for him, uh, Doctor Cornbluth. Anyway, so she's getting it on with the sea creature, and she fills. An entire room with Wait, like your one, entire bathroom with water. Yeah. So we're going back to the five hole now. <laughs> I don't know if the sea creature had a five hole, but who, who knows? The, the sea creature might have had uh, dozens of holes. I I, I don't know. I, I'm Sorry. not. I'm not a marine biologist. Continue. I apologize. I'm not a marine biologist. No, that's okay. It was just. It just reminded me of she. She filled the entire bathroom with water somehow. Like, it, it, I don't know how, and I was like, no, come on. It would seep out everywhere. It would be a big mess. Eventually, the door swings open and the water gushes out. So that's what would happen in the stand-up tub. Yeah. Although, you know what? Like, if there were a stand-up tub that was sort of like a jacuzzi stand-up tub, uh, sign me up, you know? Because I hate, because I, I like to take a bath every now and again, and I don't freaking fit in any of the, the no. baths. They're too small for the average person. No. And well, never you're mind not a, me who's 6'3". You're six, three, above yeah. average. Right. Well, thank you. Well, you're tall. <laughs> How do you measure yourself against other golfers, Ty? By height. Um, <laughs> Do you remember this, the uh, on Saturday Night Live? They had the uh, it was when Mike Dukakis was running against George Bush, and yep. they were like uh, Abraham. You're closer Lincoln. to the mic, Luke. Come oh, on. sorry. We don't miss Ab- any of this comedy. Go ahead. Abraham Lincoln is was six foot five, mm-hmm. and James Madison. We'll bring him up again. Yep. was six foot three. Michael Dukakis <laughs> is five foot seven. Vote for George Bush. He's taller. <laughs> what more do you need to know? I, I always think of that when every once in a while the stat will roll around about how one of the most important, one of the most common qualities of successful people is they're tall. And it's like, hey, I like I want to like pump my fist and say that's great. I'm tall. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't have anything to do with me being tall. Like I, I didn't like take vitamins or work out to become taller. Well, you know what Frank Layden said. What did he say? Can't coach height. Can't coach height. He was funny, frankly. Yeah, remember who he, he yeah. had? He had Mark Eaton. Remember yes, Mark Eaton? seven foot four. Seven foot four, and he was just like a tree. built like a yeah a tree or a brick. Yeah. He was just a massive. He was like fourth round pick, and like he he was almost like the uh, Matt Castle of basketball centers. He played like two minutes a game right. for UCLA, and he is became, that right? He, yeah, he became a force for. Uh, yeah, he, he he fit in with those jazz teams with Stockton and Malone, right? Didn't he play with he Stockton did. and Malone? He did. Yeah. He played with Stockton Malone early yeah. in their career. Yeah. He never won a title, but what the hell. All right, so I think we teased something that we're probably not going to get to. We're up against the clock here, but we'll, we'll yeah, do it. Yeah, you talk too much. Well, I know. Uh, the factoid that we promised was uh, starting in 2002, Boston sports teams have made 18 trips to the finals, nine Super Bowls, four World Series, three Stanley Cups, two NBA Finals. So do you want, without looking at the screen, Lou, that's 17 total. Can you guess what Boston team's record is in final games or series? Since, since this 2000? Since 2002. Starting in 2002, this says. I don't know if that means the Patriots' first Super Bowl victory included, but I would. I guess I would assume yes. Yeah, because they won in January of 2002. You got it. Well, let's see. The Patriots have lost three. Well, I didn't want you to count. If you count, that sucks the fun Okay, out. I'm sorry. There's, Just guess. Uh, out of 17. 
So seventeen wins or seventeen trips? Seventeen total. So how, out of how many? How many wins do we have out of seventeen? We are. He's. Kinda, I would say twelve and five. You looked. I did not look. All right. Well. Yeah, because the Bruins lost one, the Celtics right. lost one, and the Patriots lost three. All right. Cool. And as a as a fun, we'll take. You got five more minutes, Lou. I do. All right. So this this thing uh, happened in baseball the other night, which was kind of interesting. And the Sports Illustrated described it the worst display of fielding that's ever recorded. So I'm going to play it here for Lou and I. And, and uh, I mean, I guess you'll hear the broadcaster. So maybe there's enough narration for you to figure out what happened. It's this is Orioles and Indians, and the Indians hold a nine-seven lead. They're batting with the bases loaded and one out. And here we go. <laughs> Jason Kipnis bounces one towards second. They're running back. They don't tag Lindor. They get the out, and they say he's safe at first. Now the throw home. They're safe there. They completely botched it. <laughs> I love how he doesn't hold back at all. They completely botched it. You think about that. It would be more yeah. fun to be a broadcaster for the Orioles than it would be to be for the Red Sox. It provided you had leeway, as Sean McDonough used to have, which eventually got him fired. Got him to, fired. To, yeah, to, to criticize the team. Because, yeah, that 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 – there's some there's opportunity there. Like, oh, for, it's a lot like more fun. yeah, you should have someone with a sense of humor to just like make fun. You gotta, fun, you gotta love Joe Castiglione. I mean, has anyone yeah. ever had such a great time talking about a supermarket? Oh, <laughs> who does he who does he show Shaws. for? Shaws. 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 He talks up about up and down the aisles. It's up wonderful. Up and down the there, aisle. Yeah. Travis shop right now. Which speaking of Shaws, <laughs> uh, right now we've got a special on pork chops at Shaws. <laughs> Travis Shaws' father also played in the game, and in fact, this pork chops father. Um, it will probably also be very tasty. Travis Shaw comes from Mobile, Alabama. He enjoys uh, crochet in the offseason. Travis Shaw has a dog named Sparky. He does, and he's uh, <laughs> also known as the mayor of... Uh, I don't know. Ding Dong City. Ding do- oh, is that true? I think about walking... I was the- making mine up, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I, he is known as the mayor of Ding Dong City. Yeah. So what happened on this play was it was bases loaded and one out, and the, the dude hits a ground ball to the second baseman. The second baseman... It, and forgetting that he has apparently forgetting that he has a force at any base. You know what happened? I mean, he the the runner was coming right at him, and so his instinct was tag this guy. But the runner is smart; he stops. So now now the fielder thinks, oh, I've got him in a rundown. But there's no need for the rundown because it's a force, it's play. force play. So he could he could throw to first, he could throw to second. He he probably should have thrown home. It's a it's a close game, right? It, it cut the rundown. And instead what happened was he just gets in his head, I'm going to run this guy down. And then I think the first baseman kind of fell for it too. He starts running the guy down. They they fail to tag him somehow and then throw home. Meanwhile, two runs scored on the play. So it was kind of disastrous. Crazy, crazy. You know, you know I was talking to someone about this. Is you know, Oh, I'm still too far away. Now you're better. Okay. Much better, yeah. You know how soccer, and I'm not also not a soccer fan, so I know, know nothing about it. I don't know what a corner kick is or right. a header. But um, – you know how soccer, like in, in like the, the English Premier League, which I think is that's a real thing, right? Yeah, that's a thing. They yeah. if a team sucks, they mm. relegate them to the minors. Oh yes, I yes. know this because I just saw a documentary on this, which I'll yeah. tell you about. But go ahead, finish your thought. So I'm thinking, wouldn't that be great if they had that in the major league? Yes, like, like the like so the Orioles are having like a really lousy year, and then they bring up the Rochester Redbirds. Yeah, <laughs> and the right. red and you in the Red Sox like the game has been rescheduled. You're now going to play the Redbirds, right? Fortunately, the stadium seats seven thousand people. Right. Um, yeah, that should happen. And that a, should. I, I really think the Orioles 
could be relegated. It's a great word, relegated, in, in, used in this context. So yes. what, what Lou's talking about is absolutely true. The only reason I know is because there's this awesome documentary, which I've probably talked on this podcast before, but it's called Losers. It's a series of like eight documentaries on Netflix. It's all about sports, but it's more about the story behind each sport, and it's about losing. It's 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 coming back from losing, heartbreak lose, loss, and, and interesting stories all within. And one of them is about this uh, Premier League team in some city in England, which I'm going to forget the name of the city, but it's not obviously not. Let's like go a, with Birmingham. It's not, but it's not like a city you've heard of. It's like a smallish town, but they love their soccer, and so this team was kind of a middling team. And as Lou correctly says, if if you are the last in your division, you get quote unquote relegated to a lower uh, league, a lesser league. And this team was on the was coming into the last game. Was in da- this is like 1980 or something was in danger of if they lost being relegated, but it wasn't just that. It was that if they got relegated, they were going to a league which was essentially a minor league, uh, uh, which meant that the players instead of being full time employees would be part time employees or something, and whatever the implication was that resu- uh, the the upshot of it was the team was probably going to go out of business if they had to be relegated so they were literally playing for their very existence in this last game wow. and they're not good obviously they're they're you know they're you know 7 and you know 22 or whatever their terrible record was and i'm not even going to tell you what happens as you please watch tell it. me there's a happy ending yeah no reference to bob craft <laughs> Please don't. No. Um, yes, there is a happy ending, and if, but a very interesting ending because it, it was it was borderline riot. The fans were getting ready to go crazy and tear down the stadium for it's the like last the end time. Of, uh, remember Semi Pro with Will Ferrell? Of at, course. At the end of the game, the fourth place game. Yes. Oh yeah. yes, that's right. That's right. That's an underrated movie. Oh, really underrated. I liked uh, Jackie Lee Haley, who was played Kelly Leak in the Bad News Bears. He pops up in that yes, movie. Yes, he as, does. As, he does uh, to get the big check. That's right. And he, the big novelty. He check. couldn't. He couldn't cast the check. So uh, Will Ferrell's character told me he should go to the big check bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely right, um, Luke Carton. I hope you had fun. This is a blast. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll have to have you back. We've left a lot of questions unanswered, some of them not about nose hair. So um, if people want to get in touch with you, Lou, should they? Or you want sure, them just abs- to leave you absolutely. alone? Absolutely. How have can they get in touch with you? I'll give you my AOL email address. <laughs> Go I would for love it, to man. get some legitimate emails uh, legitimate uh, emails on my AOL. It's L-K-A-R-T-E-N 100 at AOL.com. Send me an email. Make me laugh. Um, make me cry. Love it. Don't yeah. talk to him about stand-up tubs. Talking about something it's funny. Not, it's a walk-in tub. Walk-in tub. Stand-up stand-up, walk-in. Tub, stand-up tub is something actually I think athletes use. This is not for. This is. They're not calling me an athlete. They're calling me an old bastard. Oh, okay. Well, either way, uh, don't remind us of how old we are. We'd rather talk about fun stuff and loop. You uh, you passed the audition, as Ringo would say, and I'm glad you had a good time on the Boston podcast. If you like this show, please share it with a colleague or a friend or a relative or really anyone. And if you'd like your own podcast, you should do that. You should visit us at our Westwood Mass Studios. Go to pod617.com, get in touch with us. And let's talk. For Luke Harden, I'm David Yaz. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston... You must be the other guy.